This is the best, most fun I have ever, ever, ever had on a podcast. This is a hit. I'm Jesse Cole, your host of Business Done Differently, where we get to meet successful people who look at business differently, and we get to know them in a different way. We're not selling franchises. We're awarding It's a privilege to be part of our family. When you have that mindset, Jesse, it makes you think differently of who you're bringing part of your family. What I love about that, David, is that so many people have an idea, and they say, this is how it's going to work. But they, but they learn until they actually do it. It's the concept to do and then learn. Today, we are going a completely different route on business done differently. We are even founders of a business who are right in the middle of a huge company. And this is not your typical company. They are reinventing the way we eat one of the most iconic foods in the world, pizza. Today, we're welcome David Ragosa and Carlo Ruggiero, the founders of Kono Pizza. What is Kono Pizza? It's pizza in a cone. And this is not your run-of-the-mill pizza. It's authentic Italian pizza in a cone. They are now setting up franchises around the country and building it one cone at a time. David and Carlo represent the epitome of business done differently, and I am pumped to have you both guys on the show today. Thanks, Jesse. Appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Excellent. Well, let's start from the beginning. You know, I'd really love to... I mean, pizza, you know, it's one of those things you think about. You're like, man, I love it the way it is. You know, there's deep dish, there's regular... But putting in a cone... I got to get, how did you guys come up with this idea and concept? Take us to the beginning. Well, I think um, if we're going to start from the beginning, I think it's best enough, Carlo, if you want to uh, start from that point, because Carlo actually found the actual thin crust pizza dough. um, And then from there brought it to to myself and we've been, you know, long life partners and and best friends. And we kind of built the franchise model um, from that point on. So I don't know, Carlo, if you want to kind of take it from there. Yeah, uh, obviously, being born and raised in Naples, Italy, where many pizza critics, Jesse, call Naples the capital pizza in the world. Pizza Napolitana is very well known since the late 1800s. So we literally culture, like, cultural pizza is life. So whenever at the beginning, I, I moved to the States when I was 14 years old. Many years later, when a friend of mine and a and, and, and few family members, they were telling me about this new concept. Uh, uh, you know, they, they, they obviously they did not brought to the States a few years later about Kono Pizza. And I was like, you know, we didn't know any different, right? And, and, and to be different, David and I are very different, but we are very alike. And we always thought of this, even when we were franchisees for many years in the food and beverage system, we always wanted to be different because we always say, when you think different, that's the only way it's going to really lead to an exceptional outcome, right? So when... I tried this Kono pizza, and, 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 and honestly, the first time I tried it, I tried it with no sauce, with no cheese. <laughs> and the lady was keep telling me, I'm going to charge you for it. I said, charge you for whatever. I want to try the crust. Because at the end of the day, you can have a product that is innovative, a product that has, you know, it's easy to eat. It's not messy like regular pizza, that it's customizable, affordable. But at the end of the day, for us Italians especially, we're not going to launch any kind of food unless it's quality. Mm. So once I tried the crust, I... Honestly, fell in love. We were franchisees of few concepts because it's different. And it's, it's even though pizza, it was something that was born many, many years ago, innovation is a lot of your business. I believe in any kind of business you're in. So the future of Kono was really linked to our ability to create a game changer in innovation in a 40, 50, 60 billion dollar industry that had 70 plus thousand pizzerias that were serving 
the same looking product. Maybe with a different sauce, different ingredient, but it was the same product. So, so, so Carlo, tell me this. So it was in Italy. They were serving pizza in cones in Italy, and you went back there and was like, this is amazing? Yes. Okay. They were. They were serving. So a little bit of history of Kono Pizza. The original Kono Pizza was actually launched in 2004. It quickly became, uh, a, you know, a, a global success in many different countries. And, and when I ran into Kono Pizza many years later, again, this is something, yes, it was in Italy, Naples, in a little piazza in Naples. And that's when David and I decided to bring it back to the States, which mm. it took us a little bit, you know, obviously it took us six months to 12 months, but and many challenges that we can discuss. But yes, it was in Naples, Italy. Then I first tried Pizza. You know, what's fascinating about this, so much different than coffee in the States. So he spent a lot of time in Italy, learned about this, and brought that to the States, and then built Starbucks into what it was. And I think the lesson there is that you got to get out of, you know, your shell and maybe your typical environment and see how people are doing things differently, and then make it your own and bring it to the States. Because, you know, if you didn't go back, you know, to Naples and see this and try the crust, there may, not be, there may not be Kono Pizza in the States. That is, that is correct. That is a great uh, analogy. Um, as a guy, we always say, Napolitano, we eat pizza or we drink an espresso. When Mr. Schultz came over and he sold 200,000 bars in a 60 million people population, he's like, I'm selling machine. I'm doing the wrong thing here. Let me become a landmark. And that's what we Kono. We are, our mission is to change the way America eats pizza on the go. We are a portable product. We are innovative product. We are customizable. And number one, we have great quality, which is very hard to bring authenticity to a product that is delivered a different way. So I'll take it from there. So really from that point on, you know, Jesse, we sat down and we're like, okay, you know, to, to, to just to backtrack to the, the earlier point, you know, when you saw pizza, you saw pizza in a cone, we were like, holy shit, like this is, you know, American product, right? Everyone loves pizza. Who doesn't love pizza in a cone? But the way it was served was, you know, during the time, we were going back in 13, 2013 time, you know, QSRs, fast casual industry was starting to take off. And we're like, listen, this product fits so well in that market. So that's when me and Carlos sat down at that point and said, okay, how do we build a system behind it, right? So we have a product now. And we have some basics to the product, but how do we make it a franchise system? How do we deliver that product? How do we get it out to the consumers? And that's really when the journey started uh, for us in 13, 14, 15. And as we continue growing is delivering that product. So, you know, we sat down in our initial, right, because I think of our culture and our Italian roots. We initially saw this as a potential brick and mortar uh, pizzeria, like you go to any pizzeria. Mm -hmm. And we quickly learned, you know, that really wasn't the best way to serve Kono Pizza. Kono Pizza is a fast, casual, high food traffic product that everyone loves in Carl's Point. The cone and, the, and the, the pizza is fantastic that we had to be in high food traffic areas. So what did that mean? That meant we had to go to airports, stadiums, malls, the mobile food truck world that was blowing up as well and doing really well. You know, It made us realize that's it's the avenue we have played and how we build the model around that space. Mm -hmm. What I love about that, David, is that so many people have an idea and they say, this is how it's going to work. But they, but they learn until they actually do it. It's the concept to do and then learn. And we've experienced that with our, with our team as well. We have to get into a market. We have to get into an experience. I mean, we're doing the all-you-can-eat ballparks. No one else was doing that. We had no idea if it would work, but we've adapted and made it, made it work. So you had this plan, brick-and-mortar spots. How many did you start or build, and then you had to realize this isn't working? 
so we had we had um, probably three or four corporate, not uh, three, so we had three or four stores. One was corporate, more brick and mortar. And we realized that that again, it was a high foot traffic, and you know, and in a model like that, you had to serve more amenities, right? So you had to serve more products. So you know, we kind of started stretching our menu out, not just on Kono Pizza, but on paninis, mm-hmm. uh, gelato, some others, some salads, some other, you know, other. Uh, food products into the into the menu and it really wasn't our core right at that time and mm-hmm. you know me and Carl sat down and was like listen do we want to bring Kono Pizza to the world to the U.S. population and 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 kind of dilute it right from the get-go right and bring all these other products in when mm-hmm. we have 18 different pizza cones you can try and dessert cones you can try that we want to really showcase and that's where again you know I say rip off the band-aid and it was very difficult right because we're founders we're entrepreneurs by, 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 by heart, heart. We, we really need really to sit back and hey, we can't go down this road. This is not going to work and be successful. It's going to be a lot of time, money, and effort. And we had to rip off that band and go towards uh, you know, a mobile concept. And then just keep in mind, we also probably have uh, because of the uniqueness of Kono, we had a tremendous, you know, coming out of the gate, 50-plus franchise units sold. That we had to go back to some of these original guys and guys, listen, I know you want to do a brick and mortar, but that's not going to be the long, the, the you know, long-term play for Kona. We got a little mobile, you know, concept and or you know, kiosk concept if it fits well in a certain market. Mm. So I, I think the great thing is you realize you got to focus on your core, the one thing that you're doing so much different than everyone else. So it didn't work brick and mortar. You had all these franchises that wanted it. You said we're not going to do that. What happened now? Where are you guys now with Kona? So I, I think I, uh, I I'll go on this one right now. So right now where we are, we're in a, we're in a great place. People always ask us, right? It's like, hey, what is your? People always think about what is your exit strategy? What is what are you going with? Is the vision? Our vision right now, and honestly, true, Jesse, we with Kona, we've been blessed because of the product is different. There are many channels for us that we can actually uh, that can benefit Kono, the original Kono Pizza as a company. So uh, I sorry, business. Is, um, so, uh, sorry guys, I was, I was, I was sorry, I apologize, but so, uh, um, the fact that we are, so where we are today is in the mobile world. We are bringing Kono pizza to the people because we realize at this point, we are not, like, like in order for us, you know, brick and mortar, because our town and culture, you sit down, you have a meal for two, three hours, you have coffee, we thought there was, you know, there was a vision. And when we quickly, this is very important to know. How do we, you know, how do we decide to change this? It's funny. One of the existing franchisees back in 2000, I believe, September 16, the Pope was coming to Philadelphia, and he asked us. He said, "Hey, can I, can I uh, um, operate out of a car? Can I sell cones? The Pope is coming. There's, you know, thousands of people at this event. So can I, you know, can I buy a car and sell cone of pizza?" So David and I were like, "Hey, we don't want to be because again, we go back to our culture. Quality is a must." We don't want to be viewed with all the respect to hot dogs. We don't want to be viewed as a hot dog card or something. <laughs> but long story short, we launched, we approved it because again, also being franchisees that helped us. We set up both t- both sides of the table. So we cannot be one-minded as co-founders. Sometimes you get blindsided because you think, oh, this is my baby, which we do call it a fourth baby because we do have three kids each. And we're like, but we were open to the idea because at the end of the day, the franchisees boots on the rise. They want to work every day and sell the condo. So we were like, yes. That was a huge success. Legally, I cannot speak about the amount of money that generated over two and a half days, but it was a huge success to us. We did it and I sat down on the next meeting. We're like, this is a no-brainer. 
we are a mobile concept. So we decided to change our vision to, to the mobile concept where between a food truck, a food trailer, a food car, and also in a non-traditional world where you have sports stadiums, colleges, universities, airports, uh, movie theaters. So that is our vision today. We are concentrating on the mobile world and on the non-traditional world. And I don't know, David, would you like to ask me? No, I mean, I think you really hit all the points is, is you know, is that, and that's part of, and I just you'll appreciate this, right? Obviously, it's part of being an entrepreneur, being in your own business is you have to be able to pivot, right? You have to be able to go down a road and say, okay, this is not the road anymore. We need to pivot. I can't go off the cliff just, just out of pride or out of, you know, a, a vision you had initially that you mm-hmm. think is, is the only way. You really have to sit down as a team, as a group. I think that's why myself and Carla work well together. We joke around, you know, gas and break. Carla's the gas and I'm the break. Is that is you got to have those hard talks, those conversations and say, hey, is this, are we seeing this right, right? Is this mm-hmm. the right road we need to go down to? And we also have a, you know, we say this all the time, just obviously our franchisees and our team, you know, they're family to us too. And listen, mm-hmm. how do we make them as successful as possible? What is the vision Three years, five, five years, ten years down the road, and again, someone just makes a tough decision. You get ripped the bandaid off, and that's really what we have to do. Mm, I love that. I mean, I mean, I think is what, what you guys are showing here. Showing here is that to not get romantic about necessarily your product, product or way of selling product, product, but follow your customer's lead. And I, and I think that's what you saw. I mean, you have this great product. But you had the way of delivering it that you were maybe in love with at first, but then your customers weren't. So you adjusted. And now what I think is so key for many companies is you're downsizing in a way to grow. You know, the food carts, the mobile, uh, you know, the carts, the mobile, uh, you know, units, I'm sure are dramatically, dramatically uh, less expensive. So you can have build more franchises, more Kono pizzas out there at less cost. Yeah, correct. And, and Jesse, I'll tell you a funny story. Carl, I'll appreciate this. So when we at first got Tono here to the States and we were analyzing and putting it together in a franchise system and so forth, we had a gentleman in his late 67 years old just out of the blue find us. I don't even know how he found this, Carlo. Carlo, no. Carmine. Carmine, right, correct. And reaches out to us and says, hey, I want to meet you guys. And we're like, who the heck is this guy? Long story short, he drives all the way from, I think he was in Delaware, drives all the way to New Jersey, meets us, and sits down and says, listen, you two guys are freaking morons. This is, and mind you, Jesse, we were doing the brick and mortar, right? So you come to a brick and mortar location, he goes, you guys, this is the fast casual, grand and go, mobile concept. You guys got to go to the mobile world. And me and Carl sit back and look at each other like, like, look at this moron. He doesn't know anything about us, about our concept. He's a seven-year-old guy. What does he know? Fast forward four years plus later. We reached out to him like, man, you should have smacked me in the face a little harder because, you know, we would have been so much further along, right? Well, it's amazing. Sometimes you're just so close to your business and you love it so much and you're in it every day that, you know, I advise always every week, get outside your business, work on the business, you know, take some time to just to think and write down. And, you know, this guy from the outside, seven year old was like, he knew what was right for the business. He wasn't in it, but he saw it. And I think that's, that's brilliant. So tell me now you're growing. So first I heard you got to get this crust and these recipes. I mean, how are you building this product? So currently everything, all our products are imported and from Italy. They're all made and imported from Italy. Wow. Um, obviously, in, in, in being Italian, a true Italian, we believe that, again, food is an art. So it's very important that, I keep repeating this, that quality is a must for us. 
even when we're going to launch, by the way, we can discuss this. We are in the middle of launching confidentially, but since, you know, it's, we're on your show, you're a cool guy with a yellow tuxedo, we can tell you this. So we are launching a pre-filled cone as well, because we are truly believe, but we will not do that just yet until we actually reach the quality that we want. Because that's essential. We can bring this cone to home, to your home. While you're eating and changing, you know, you know, watching TV, you can change, you know, to, to your favorite show and while you're on the phone. So for us, there's so many different channels. So the way we are building our product today, we are importing everything from Italy, from the tomato sauce, which we mix with our secret recipe, from our pizza crust. And we always say this, unless our Nona, which Nona and Italian's grandmother approves it, we won't launch a product, which unfortunately not everyone known as alive today. Uh, we know we grew up like that, and, and the, the way, way we ate, and we, we are very, especially when we're going to launch a pre-filled cone, same thing as, as, as a, a, you know, a made-on-the-spot cone, whatever is in a food truck, whatever you're home watching your favorite show, sitting on the couch with your family, eating up delicious cones, for us, quality is a must. So today, all our recipe, that's the beauty relationship we have with Kono uh, uh, Italy as well, with the chef, that every time we want to launch a new recipe, and you know, we have franchisees that are very creative in their own way, and they feel like, hey, this is a cone. Can I do this? Can I do that? I say, guys, there is not only, you know, obviously the cogs, the cost of goods sold involved, because we want to make sure that you are making a profit, but also it's the quality. There was a whole point for me and David when we launched this. It's, listen, we promised to ourselves. We, we did fail and made mistakes in the beginning. We can immediately say that in a good way. Obviously, that's, that's the only way you learn. Cost us a lot of time and money. But at the same time, now we know we know. How Kono, really Kono Pizza, the original Kono Pizza, will be a huge success in the States by delivering the quality, authenticity, and the palm of your hand. I love that. You got, you know, you keep, you keep quality, quality, quality. You know, I think it's funny. I mean, you could, you could develop the most outrageous, coolest looking hamburger or hot dog in the world. But if it tastes like crap, you'll sell it only once. And I think you understand that you need to continue to build the quality, quality. So out of curiosity, What's more important to you guys, quality or speed? <laughs> great, great question. And I think obviously it's it's very close tie. I would say I think I believe quality is one and speed is one big. So I, okay. it's tough for me to say, Jess, it's, it's one or the other. I think they're both important in our product and what we do. Um, but without the quality, the speed really doesn't matter, right? So that's why I kind of put quality up a little, little higher because we want to really bring, to your, you said it just a few minutes ago, we want to bring that consumer that great quality. Like I want them to have, I hate to say this, but let them come in and think that low expectation, though, pizza and a cone, how good can it be? And then when you see that on, on social media or a video, Jess, and you see somebody trying that cone for the first time or a kid trying that cone, like, holy shit, this is fantastic. It's actually thin crust pizza dough from Italy, it tastes fantastic. It's, it's made fresh on the spot, under three minutes. That's what that's what we love, right? That's what we're okay. getting a different experience, right? Imagine, imagine your your balls and your environment, and people not only going for the game, but going coming for the food. Mm-hmm. Well, again, it's different. It's 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 what it's at the talkies. We you know, we sell the garbage garbage nachos here, which which is orders of nachos, two cheeseburgers, two hot dogs, chicken, chili, nacho, dochi, jalapenos. We even throw a couple of bananas on there, and it's served on a giant garbage can lid. And what, what it's thirty two hundred calories. It could feed a family of whatever. And what's so funny about it is. Once one sells early in the game and someone walks through the stands with it, everyone wants to buy another one because they see it. It's not your typical thing. I would assume once someone sees that, it's like, no, that's not an ice cream cone. That's actually pizza. 
the visual probably helps sell a lot as well, right? Yes, 100%. And, yeah. and you know, this is very, uh, most people, again, we are very confident, even on the franchise side right now, because obviously right now we are 100% franchise company, but we get into also the production company with the prefill cone, uh, which we, we got some huge news to share with you after this. Could I eat cone or pizza? And David and I always laugh, say, just leave it like ice cream, right? <laughs> and most people, you know, a lot of people in the beginning start squeezing the cheese out. They start, you know, oh my God, it's not, we're like, listen, from your first bite to your last bite, these products will stay very hot. And we take pride of that, right? And that was the biggest challenge to find to cook this, you know, this unbelievable product, which is vertical. Make sure that it cooks, cooks all the way from the top to the bottom. bottom. It's not your last bite. So most people used to squeeze it. Most people used to go sideways. This is the beauty. It's easy. Just eat it around. Just like ice cream, right? When you, obviously, when you eat ice cream, if you're in an AC environment, you want to, you know, you want to eat it around and then you get to the cone. So same thing with us. And we pride it. Obviously, our pizza crust, our cone pizza crust, delivers a lot more ingredients just than in regular slots. So... You know, we had to educate. It goes back, you know, it's, it's crazy, Jesse, but David and I will speak about this. It's not enough to train your franchisee or your staff or whoever talks about Kono Pizza. You have to, it's a must that you educate them. Because <laughs> not just about the concept and where we come from, and it's educate them. What is this? I, I'm an American. I, mean, I lived in Raleigh for 15 years, right? I come to your store. I come to your food truck. Hey, I look at Kono Pizza. Most people don't know that Kono in Italian is Kono. So they're like, what is this? And they're, oh, wow, let me tell you about this. So education is a huge part of the process, not only how to eat it, but how this concept was actually created. You know, I, I love that. The idea of saying, uh, eat the pizza like ice cream is just such a novel idea. Like, even just that, like, tagline, eat the pizza like ice cream. People love ice cream. They love pizza. And now it's, it's combining them. And But this education process, I think, and now, you know, we're, look, we're looking, how do we continue to educate? This isn't a baseball game. It's a circus in a baseball game breaks out. But it comes out to this whole thing, you know, of the big problem that we're trying to solve. And for us, we believe that baseball, to many, is too long, too slow, and too boring. And our big problem is we want to change the game of baseball and make it the most fun, most entertaining sport in the world. And that's our big problem. My question for you is something such a crazy, unique concept as Kono Pizza. What's the big problem you guys are trying to solve? Well, I think, you know, Justin, just want to take one step back what you said, and it's funny, you know, when you look at, at your environment and look what you're trying to do making baseball fun, and we look at Kono Pizza, and, and as Carlos said, we have to educate the consumer on how to eat pizza, there's one glaring thing. When you bring a kid to the ballpark, they see the beauty and the fun in the game. When you bring a kid and you give a cone a pizza cone like we have, you don't have to educate a kid on how to eat a, eat a pizza cone because he, he or she automatically knows how to eat it. It's the adults that react on both sides, right? On the on the sporting side and I think on Kono side, you have to say, listen, my wife, I have three kids. My wife, my name is my young stroller. I told my wife, give the kids the cones. Don't say a word. I don't say how to eat it. My wife is looking to figure out how to eat it. And my three, three kids are eating it like an ice cream ball. And I'm like, that's, what I'm, you know, that's the difference, right? Mm. I think that's great. I think one of the best things you said there was be a kid again. You know, isn't that for everything? No matter what yeah. business you're in, if you can teach your customers to be a kid again, where they just have fun and they enjoy themselves and they don't worry about all the challenges of the day. And I think that's what you're doing. And I absolutely love that. So thank you for sharing. And I really like to, to dive a little further as you're building and you're growing franchises and you're growing all over the country. 
I can see a huge challenge in building the culture of Kono Pizza and actually, you know, teaching what it's about. Can you tell me, you know, share with a little bit about how you're growing that culture? You know, what do you guys stand for and how do you make sure that resonates with people outside of the two founders like yourself? I mean, I, I, I saw David, please come in for, you know, again, David and I are very different. I would say this, but very alike with the left and the right side of the brain, which I think every successful business needs. Uh, because you got David that is more analytical, kind of more like a CEO, I'm going to be honest, and it makes hard, you know, decisions based on analytical uh, uh, data and stuff, and I'm not like, hey, I got 50,000 ideas, I want to succeed. So, so for what's speaking from my heart, and, and, and Dave, you know, obviously, your input is very important, passion is huge for Cone, and that is really genesis of genius. I mean, really, what makes someone join your team, right? It's that fire that fuels it, like the determination of conviction. It's not like we're sitting here, again, we're not saying any names that we're going to be a Papa John, which probably is not a good name for today. But, like, you know, like, like a pizza out of Domino's, which did a great job with technology. Or our passion of your cone is that we are convinced it will be a success and we will change the way America speaks on the go. Otherwise, you can raise all the money in the world. You can, you can spend all the hours in. It, it doesn't mean nothing. Got to keep plugging away. It has been a lot of challenge. But the strong conviction that really precedes us, and, and it's really that this is going to come, you know, like I, we keep ordering that dream that it's going to become a reality. So to go back to the culture, it's, really, it's very important to define and embrace a positive effect. We always say positivity is power. Listen, David and I have shitty fucking days, right? Of course we do. But how do we, each other, which we need each other, right, to grow this brand and to become one of the top, you know, top brand in this country, different brand. Not in terms of money, money will come. So... For me, there are a few factors. Faith, patience, passion, and a ton of perseverance. Love that. Anything you'd add there, David? The only thing I just would add is I think a, a big shift that, that you know myself and Carlo did was, you know, we say this all the time to our, our development guys and our guys that are part of the Tona family is, you know, we're not selling franchises. We're awarding them. It's a privilege to be part of our family. And when you have that mindset, Jesse, it makes you think differently of who you're bringing part of your family, right? So you have, you have kids. Obviously, you have a, 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 a newborn, a charity, a newborn, and so forth, and a few months old. You're careful, right, who comes around that. So, like me and Carl always say, Kono Pizza is our fourth baby. So the people that we surround Kono Pizza with, we're a little cautious of who we bring that with and bring that in. In the beginning, you know, we made some, again, you know, some inexperienced, uneducated, bad decisions. We, again, I think we're quick learners. We realize, listen, we're not selling franchises. We're awarding them. It's a privilege to be part of our team and grow with us and really be the foundation of Kono Pizza in the next 15, 20 years. And, you know, you start this conversation stay in Starbucks be the Starbucks in the pizza world and reinvent it, right? Mm. Starbucks, there was Dunkin' Donuts was around, a lot of mom-and-pop coffee shops were around, and everyone thought Starbucks was crazy to come in and charge the price they charge, but he built the culture, right? He built an environment mm. more so than the coffee, and I think that goes to Kona Pizza, is that is we want that that foundation to be crucial for us as we continue growing. Mm, I love it. So you said, you said awarding people a franchise, is that what you said? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so key. If you look at that, well, employees or anybody in your organization that have that pride and pride in doing that, they're not just getting another job. This is really special. And, and maybe like instead of just having like, school, you have graduation ceremonies. Maybe you have some type of ceremony. They get their franchise, and it's this huge thing and this big deal because it's life changing. And they made it. You know, you think about when someone gets into Harvard. 
You know, they don't just say, oh, I got into Harvard. There's a huge party. You know, I'm thinking about that with employees and, and your franchisees to make it a special event. And, you know, think about from a marketing standpoint, if you show this with like confetti guns and celebrations and everything, and then that goes out all over social media, he just got a new Kono pizza. That creates an unbelievable excitement. Just throwing out some ideas, guys. Jesse, I swear to you, and Carlos said I'm more of the analytical guy, so I'm taking notes right now because I think that's a fantastic idea. <laughs> well, yeah, I just think, you know, always celebrate everything. Whenever you can celebrate things, I think, Carlos, you said that uh, positivity is power. You got that right, and so is energy. Energy is everything. And if you can have celebrations and positivity and energy, man, I, I love that. And I think that's a good segue into the marketing minute. You know, what are some of the things that the best things you guys done? to market and grow Kona? Like what things have really stood out and said, wow, this created a lot of attention for our brand? I think first and foremost, foremost is really social media, right? I think that, you know, one particular, if I can point one particular thing, we did a food insider video, Jesse, that quite honestly, we didn't even want to do. We didn't think it was going to do well. Now, I ended up showing up myself and our director of operations was there. And I think we were all set it in Jesse. We had 21 million views, which was tremendous. Exactly. blew up and it. Not only, not only did the, the amount of views that we got and eyes got on Kona Pizza is the, um, the you know, uh, residual of franchise sales and, and our lead flow, you know, tripled the next three months after that. We were getting five, 600 leads in a month about, hey, what is this Kona Pizza? I want to learn more about it from the franchise side of it. So, uh, you know, the most important thing is, is the social media. And I, and I say this all the time to our guys and also some of the companies that try to, we try to work with is it's got to be organic, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of what you're doing, what we're doing. If you see some of Carlos' posts or my posts, we don't have a huge Fortune 500 <laughs> marketing company behind it. It's us and one or two small uh, companies, but they're kind of you know self-made marketing people that are working on the ground level with us. Because it's got to be organic, it's got to be fresh and natural. Mm. And the you know we try to get our franchisees to do it at their level, right? It's not pushed from a corporate down. You have to be at your food truck or at your venue or at your event or we're in Penn State University at Penn State doing a live video, the thirty-second minute video with consumer right in front. How do you love the product? That, that really, I think, resonates much better, better with consumer than uh, a $10,000 video shoot that you do when you try to post out there that everything big we do. And if you don't mind, just if I can add something to sure. it, uh, I 100% with everything they say. And also, at the end of the day, the most important, like, like we could spend, people can have a huge budget in market, right? right? There are big companies at the end of the day, just, just like you, we follow you, the way you, you know, you launch those one, two in a video, which, by the way, once we're going to sell a bunch of video, people say you got to be sure you got to be long. As long as you get your message across, which you do every time, it's a success. But you really, bottom line, the best market marketing strategy ever, you got to care. Mm. Money will fucking come. Money will come in tenfolds that you don't even know what to do with. No one has ever sold a company unless you build what's up on Instagram and you can sell before you generate any revenue or, or you know, or... or, or before you generate any profit, I'm sorry, but you need to love what you do every fucking day because we tell the franchisee, we made a lot of mistakes in the past. We did, whatever, as franchisee, as franchisors, where people sell you the dream in it. But if you don't, today, if you don't love what you do today or 10 years, again, we have so many challenges. You know, in companies that we couldn't make payroll before, David and I. But guess what? We exit out of those companies in many, many, you know, multiple vexes. So, you need to do that and you have to care because at the end of the day, the way you can have the best product and quality could be everything you've delivered 
But if they cut off, in this case, food and beverage, if you don't deliver cleanliness and friendliness in your food shop, food cart, store, whatever you set up in your education, you will fail. You have to love it, you have to believe in it, and not honestly not sell your life and pretend that you love this because you're going to make money. It's going to fail. I love, you know, the best marketing strength to care. You said it, said it back. And, I, you know, I, I'm thinking about you guys too. And I keep thinking about, you know, what a unique brand you have. We can never downsize the, the power of video. I mean, you mentioned that video that got 21 million views. But video has been huge. We hired a full-time videographer and it's paying dividends. And I think about you guys like, you know, you mentioned, you know, kids know how to eat the pizza, but adults don't. You know, do do a fun video with toddlers having the pizza and then senior citizens having it. And they're sitting on a park bench together and you do fun yeah. videos like that. You know, do you think of where is the most unique place people could have Kono pizza? Do you sell, you know, do people eat it underwater? Are people eating on top of the highest building in the country? You know, these different videos, you never know. They can, they can really take off. So... I hope it sounds like you guys are planning on embracing that. hundred percent. We we are definitely doing a lot of digital, you know, a lot of digital platforms, digital work that we do. Uh, again, for you know, for the corner pizza brand, for our franchisees on all certain levels. I think that that's the most powerful, powerful, powerful thing you can do. Good, I love it. Let's go to some lightning rounds now. The first one is flip, flip the script. So you guys, either one of you or both, become the host of business differently, and you can you can ask any question you want to. So I guess my first question, Jesse, I want to ask you is, how do you like? What was the what was the mindset behind? And I get obviously you wanted to to do different things, different make make you know baseball fun again, but. Getting into like, how did you how did you start getting your first minor league, you know, you know, first team in stadium? Like, how, even pulling that off, right? Talk me through that. <laughs> Everyone asks, how do you go about owning a team when you're young? And just like you guys probably know, you take on an extreme amount of debt, and that's 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 what I was able to do. But no, I mean, I, I started at 23 years old, and I found out there was a problem, and I was a general manager of a baseball team in Gastonia. And I found pretty quickly, no one was coming to the games. The team was losing tons of money. No one cared about the team. Even when they won games, no one was coming. And I realized there was a problem, fundamental problem with baseball then. And that's what I was, I was so gung-ho about solving. And I think what's so key, and you guys have that, all founders do, we don't have short-term thinking. We think long-term because you got to enjoy the journey and embrace it and love it. And I loved every day trying to build this excitement of making baseball more fun and having players do choreographed dances and grandma beauty pageants. And so it took, I mean, I'm now into our, I think my 11th or 12th year in this industry. And now fortunately we have a very successful team in the Savannah Bananas, but it's taken time, but the whole journey has been worth it. I think, wouldn't you guys, you guys see that if, if you're looking for a short term, you know, make a million dollars, make a couple million dollars, whatever, you're not going to really love it. Love it. It's going to be really unfulfilling. And for me, it's been unbelievable filling process. Every day we're trying to get, trying to get a letter. Uh, and then my question is, what motivates you to bring your A game every day? <laughs> uh, great question. When you realize what your unique strengths are. So what I call this in my book, find your yellow tux. And what I say is everybody has something that makes them stand out. It's the best version of themselves. For me, I realize it's my per I crazy, outgoing, outspoken sometimes, but energetic personality. And the way I look at everything is I'm always on stage no matter what. And the job for me as a founder on this team is to bring energy. 
because energy can bring people up. And a lot of times, if people see that I'm down, that brings everyone else down. So I'm very conscious. I have a trigger. Whenever I walk into a door, I tell myself, bring the energy, bring the fun. Whenever I walk into a door, so I walk into a new room and see people. And so it's, it's always on stage. Is it, is it easy? No, it's extremely hard. You know, you just mentioned my newborn. You know, we've had some crazy scares with my newborn, my wife and I. It's been wild. There's so many things going on. But I, I try to realize when I'm around my people, our employees try to, you know, keep that positive energy. So it's a challenge, but, you know, you know what your unique strength, strength is. If someone's not energetic, they're not crazy outgoing, then they shouldn't try to be. They need to be the best version of themselves. So, Christians, uh, uh, you guys are, are rock stars. Now we're going back to you. Now, either one of you, you guys can do this. It's, it's question time. If you want better answers in business, you need to ask better questions. What are some of the best questions you're asking? I think some of the best questions you're asking is yourself, right? In terms of yourself and, and how do how do I get better? How do I improve, right? So going outside, you said it earlier, going outside the industry, going outside the box and finding a, a, a partner, mentor, whoever it is and say, right, look what I'm doing. Look at my process. Look at my day. Am I, am I doing the best I can? Am I seeing this correctly, right? Because I think that question – it's tough for a lot of a lot of guys and girls, right? Because you you think, especially when you're in certain roles, whether you're founders, executives, high end, you know, you think that you're the boss, you know it all, right? And, and I think that's one of the huge mistakes that a lot of people make is is that. So when you ask that question, Jesse, sitting back and hey, Dave, Carlo, for us to go to someone else, say, listen, we're thinking about bringing Kono into this direction. What do you think? I think that's the most important question, and seeing if that person has the same again, someone that you trust and and, and respect as well. Not some guy off the street, but do they see what we see? Are we moving in the right direction? Because sometimes you're going to get some tough answers back, and you need to be humble and confident in yourself that, listen, you got to smack your face sometimes. Like, listen, I, I fucked up, and I got to move on. 100%. And I, I, I totally agree with you. So we always say, we say that's why we've been partners and brothers for a long time. It's funny because when, when, you, when, when you were answering my question, Jesse, David this morning sent me a post that read, I know I'm on the right path because things stop being easy, right? Mm -hmm. So that's when you know. And so to us, to ask the right question, it's very simple. You hear this all the time. Look, you got videos. People look at motivators, motivational speakers, which got blossomed and some of them make billions of dollars, which, you know, again, got blossomed and they can do that. Whatever they sponsor the Facebook to me, if you have 3 million followers and you bought 2 million, you're not really an influencer. But that goes, you know, so it's really surrounding yourself with people that know their shit, right? But I know... Personally, when I say I, I only use I in this instance because it's to my fault that I know I don't know a lot of shit. I don't know a lot of things in business. I'm a, I'll be 40 Saturday, by the way. I'm a 40-year-old immigrant, right, that had to learn a new language that speaks four languages fluently, but I didn't know a lot about business. So mm -hmm. I didn't know when people ask about exit strategy, about this. All I know is, like, to be the jockey of the horse, right? Mm -hmm. Just fucking run. Don't worry about the horses next to you and go. So to ask the right question is to listen. As much as I like to talk, as you can tell, I'm full of energy because I believe energy is contagious. If you have two people in a room and you're a miserable fuck, you're going to be miserable. If you are super energetic, the other person can have, God bless them, you can have death in the family, they will actually be energetic as you are energetic. So going back to the positivity powers, surround yourself with people that know their shit. Not just how they make a lot of money. It's how they dealt with people that they lost loved ones. How do they deal when they lost the entire business and they had to start from scratch? How did they build up the $40 million industry? How did they, that's key to life. 
You have to shut up and listen most of the time. And when you do talk, make sure you make a difference. Love it. Last question before we go into our final four. It's called Now That's What I Call Service. I'd love for you guys to share me one of the best customer service experiences that you've either provided or heard about with Kono or just something on the outside. I am obsessed with the great customer service experiences. So I'd love to hear a good story. I mean, me is, is really to me is the pinnacle, right? Is, is Disney, right? You go to Disney, which I and I threw kids, I go to Disney and, and I use Disney, but it relates back to Kono Pizza is you can't not get high quality customer service when you go when you go there. And as an entrepreneur that we all are, I'm always looking at different strategies, different different things. What are they doing here at this restaurant, at this location? Even if it's not a restaurant, you know, high quality. And you go to Disney from the moment you touch ground, right? You touch down to the moment you leave. It's you always have a smile on your face, and I think it goes back to the font, the kids, right? Disney, how do you not have you can't smile on Disney or something you, but it's that, it's that environment that when people greet you with a smile, when people greet you, they know your name. So they're not saying, hey, welcome to Disney. It's, hey, Jess, welcome to Disney. Hey, Carlo, welcome to Disney. They think it's, it's already right, right at all that experience that you're giving somebody is so crucial. So those are things when I sit back and you get even on vacation, my wife wants to smack me because I'm taking notes. I'm like, that's a great idea. That's great. Look what they do here. Again, we all cannot be Disney, but as leaders, we can set the tone that, hey, guys, we want that experience as best as possible for Kono Pizza. So the one thing I give really back to Kono Pizza is, and I tell all the guys, is, guys, if someone has a bad experience, which is going to happen, if someone has a bad cone, a bad drink, don't argue, don't fight with them, apologize, and give them a discount. Don't give them a discount. Don't give them a coupon. No one wants that. Give them a, just like Starbucks does. If they make a bad, bad coffee, here you go, Dave, here's a new one on us. We apologize. Mm. That, to me, is most important. We're in the food business. Right? So what we do, specifically, Jesse, we're in the food business. The food is the key. The, the experience is the key. So giving that 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 in person, that, that customer that has an experience that has that bad experience initially, let them smile on the way out is the most important thing. Love it. Absolutely love it. All right, guys, want to jump into the final four now. So uh, let's just have one of you each answer each question here. So you can whoever wants this first one can take it. What have you done to stand out in business and in life? Uh, just, just working super fucking hard. hard. Just work out there. Even when I got my ass kicked, got up and keep moving forward. Beautiful. All right, let's go, go now, David. What what would you give to someone to stand out in business and in life? What would I give them? What, what advice you would you to give to someone to stand out in business and in life? Really, I would give them the the, the immigrant mindset that we have, and Carlos says all the time too, is the work ethic. Is is telling them, listen, you have to outwork everybody. Someone, your counterpart is working, you know, nine to five. You're working seven to ten, right? Like just strapping it on and out hustling like again there's no there's gonna be smarter people there's gonna be people that have better relationships to other people than you have but you the one thing that you have internally we all have is that hustle right if you if you can grind and you can outwork anybody and really put it put put that that effort much more than anyone i say this all the time is you know you work you know one extra day a week jesse so most people work not you know monday to friday nine to five is a typical population you know that's not our hours we don't do that we work just one saturday every day at the end of the month you're basically making up an extra week that someone else never had right at the end of the year do the math so you know that to me is the most important thing I like that too. I also like the out hustling because, you know, it's not always the amount of hours you put in, but when you put in the hours, are you hustling yeah. and are you putting it in? So I love that. All right, let's go to final two here. 
The best, best is you've ever received. Ha, fuck, I hate it as much as I hate it from my guts, but it's efficient. Mm, love it. Say, be, 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 I always say be patient in what you want for yourself, but be impatient in how much you give to others. So I love yeah. the patience. Good. All right, finally, and you guys can both answer this one. We'll finish strong here. How do you want to be remembered? For me, it's easy. I want to be remembered by the people that I touch, right? My legacy is from my kids and everyone around me is, you know, I left the place a lot better than, I, than, than when I started. Excellent. Uh, I love that. Uh, it's funny, Jesse, you say that again. You answer my question every single day. You wear in a jersey with your name in the back of your jersey. So to me, just never, ever, ever do anything that's going to get you in front of the newspaper, right? Just act, you know, be authentic, be yourself, be honest, be transparent, and do live a legacy. So if God takes you one day, whatever your spirituality is, that one day you go, guess what? My wife can knock on any doors, and she will get help from my three kids. So it's living a legacy. Not just about the money, but about just saying people, hey, this is Carlos' son. This is Carlos' wife. So to do the right thing all the time. Love it. Absolutely love it. And guys, you know, I really want to thank you for sharing so much today. But also, you know, thank you for taking a chance. Chance. You know, I think it's the people that take chances, that try new things, that go through the challenges and change their whole business model are the ones that really make a difference in the world. And I'm excited to try, try pizza soon. Out of curiosity, what are the, what are the best sellers these days? I mean, it's always been, obviously, three of them. You know, uh, margarita has always been our top seller. Chicken parm and pepperoni. Those three are, are always going to kill it in every market. Oh, that's Danny. Well, I can't wait to try. Where can people learn more about you guys, Kono Pizza, and hopefully get their hands on one soon? So, franchise website is KonoPizzaUSAFranchise.com. Um, and our regular website is KonoPizzaUSA.com. Outstanding. Well, Carlo and David, thank you so much for being on Business Done Differently. Can't wait to see where Kono Pizza goes in the years to come. Awesome. Thanks, thanks for having us, Jesse. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Business Done Differently. Our goal is simple, to inspire you to think different, have fun, and stand out in business and in life. For more ways you can stand out in your business, visit findyouryellowtux.com and you can get the Yellow Tux Handbook for free with the six steps to stand out directly from the Find Your Yellow Tux book. Finally, a big shout out to Podcast Pilot for producing the show and making all the magic happen. For questions, ideas, and feedback, I'd love to hear from you. So shoot a note to jesse at findyouryellowtux.com. Until next time, stop standing still, start standing out. Thank you.